So let's talk about the mechanics of preparing a manuscript. So here's the slide, the process. Um, we're going to start talking about this area, pre-writing and drafting. So we've talked some about drafting, about how to structure your article to tell a good story, but let's talk about the mechanics of actually doing it. So some of you may have not prepared articles yet. Some of you may have already done this. So we're going to talk about the pre-writing stage now. So we've already talked about searching for the best match of topic, audience, and journal. We've talked about those strategies. And I showed you how to find the instructions for authors. So before you start writing the paper, it's, it's advisable to get those instructions. You know, choose the journal before you write the paper and read those instructions carefully. And because you need to follow them so you don't get rejected before review for technical reasons. And so these instructions are going to tell you things like how to format the title page. So if you haven't submitted a manuscript before, you don't send it in looking like the final article. You'll just send it in as a Word file, but that Word file needs to be formatted in certain ways. So each journal has a specific title page format. They'll tell you whether or not they require keywords and how to use those. They'll give you instructions for the abstract length and the format of the abstracts. Other journal, some journals have different formats. <coughs> they'll tell you if there are word limits, and if so, what they are, and which file formats they'll take for the main body of the paper, for the figures, for the supplemental data, or some supplemental data sets. So that's important. <coughs> and if you're not already, I very strongly recommend that you use reference manager software. Um, you can get this for free from the libraries. You can get RefWorks and, and maybe one other one from the libraries. But using this, you know, it'll take you maybe one or two hours to learn how to use the reference managing software, but it will allow you to easily comply to the journal format for the references. Okay. And you don't have to type it up in a certain format. And if you change target journals, then you can automatically change the formatting of the references. So you don't want to spend two days sitting and reformatting all the references. Just use the software from the beginning and you won't have to deal with that. Okay, so this is back to the Journal of Experimental Botany instructions to authors. And I've scrolled down the page a ways and now you can see the instructions for the presentations of manuscripts. You can see the instructions for the manuscript files and the specific information. And then they tell you all of the sections that the, uh, that the articles need to be in. So the title page, the abstract, the introduction, and materials and methods, results, discussion, supplementary data, acknowledgments, references, tables, figure legends, and then figures. They want it in that order. So if you don't put it in the right order, you might get it rejected immediately. So there's a lot of instructions here. It's, it's several, it's probably seven or eight printed pages of instructions, but it's important to get those instructions early and follow them. That, that'll save you a lot of time. 
Okay, so um, authorship, it's advisable that you decide who are all of the authors and the order they'll be in before you start writing. That's a really good idea. It avoids um, arguments and problems and conflicts later. Um, and the co-authors should be everyone that contributed significantly to the research design or major aspects of the writing. Okay, but the co-authors should not be people that, that only helped you in editing. They could earn an acknowledgement, but they're probably not a co-author or people that you just hired to collect data and they don't have input before or after that. Um, ethically, they should not be included as co-authors. And all of the co-authors should read and approve the final version of the manuscript. So they, they all have equal responsibility for what is, is said in this manuscript. Uh, this is the authorship statement from another journal in my field that's called Plant Physiology. Um, and they, they have a specific statement in their instructions about who can be authors. <clears throat> so it says, authorship credit should be based only on substantial contributions to A, conception and design or analysis and interpretation of data, B, on drafting the article or revising it critically for important intellectual content, so that's not editing for grammar and spelling, that's revising it critically, and C, on final approval of the version to be published. And conditions A, B, and C must all be met. So that's a very stringent requirement for authors. Um, and so you should see what your statement is in the target journal. Make sure you follow that. Also think about using the parts of your article to market itself. Okay, so your goal as an author is to bring in as many readers as you possibly can. You want your journal article to be cited widely and read widely. So think about the title. The title should attract readers and generate interest from editors and reviewers. The title should give the reader a good idea of what's going to be in the article. It also should separate your article from others in the field. So they should know what's new and different just from the title. And you should strive to use specific rather than general terms. So if it's too general, then you, know, you don't have a good idea what it's about. If the journal asks for keywords, you should try to choose keywords that are not in the title because you'll have more searchable terms that way. If you just repeat words that are in the title, then you have fewer searchable terms. And the abstract is really important too. So some people think of it as an afterthought, you know, I just have to write this short thing before I submit the paper. But think about it as an advertisement for your article. So when people are on Google Scholar or Web of Science or whatever indexes in your field, <clears throat> First, they'll see the title, then they'll, they'll click on that, they'll see the abstract. And so this is the first part that the, also that the reviewers will see. And so in terms of the reviewers, it gives them an impression immediately about what to expect in the article. And in terms of potential readers, 
once they read the abstract, they're going to say, is this worth my time to read the full paper or not? So if the abstract is not very attracting, then they may not read the rest of the paper. Okay, so the abstracts for research papers, this is typically what you should include. Basically, all of the parts of the full paper, but in 200 or 250 words, it's very difficult to do that. But you do need to include the background, the question or purpose, the research question or the purpose of the study, the experimental approach, obviously very briefly, you're naming the approach, you're not giving methods here. Um, you give the key results and the key conclusions and tell the significance of your work. Because these are all the parts that we talked about in the hourglass. Somehow you have to squeeze those into the abstract too. Okay, so these are instructions for another journal in my field. It's called New Phytologist. And these are the instructions for their abstract. They call it a summary. And so the summary for research papers, which must be usable as a standalone document, must not exceed 200 words and should be organized using four bullet points to indicate, so it's not a paragraph, it's four bullet points. <clears throat> so to indicate the research conducted, including the rationale, the methods, the key results, and the main conclusion, including the key points of discussion, all in 200 words. So that, that's a challenge. And you don't put citations in the abstract. Okay, so here's a sample. We're not going to read this whole thing, but if you just glance at this, this paragraph, you can see that they've, they've managed to put all of the parts into this very small paragraph. They have the background, they have the purpose or research question, they have the approach, they have the results, and they have the significance of the work. So it's all there. You also need to prepare a cover letter with the manuscript. And the cover letter should be fairly short. The only person that's going to read it are maybe two editors at the, at the journal. But you need to explain to the editor why your work is important to your field, why it advances knowledge, and why it's relevant to that journal. So this is, uh, this is basically what the editor will use to decide if it's going to be reviewed or rejected at that point. Um, they have the, the option to do that. And keep in mind your audience for the cover letter. The audience would be the editor. And the editors only want to publish papers that are going to be cited. So you, you need to convince them that your paper is important to your field and is going to generate citations by talking about these three items. 